RPS. Live from Premier Beta Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the live broadcast from Radio Primavera Sound based in the Park Del Forum in our studio. This morning we have more guests with us today in the studio, especially we have Derek Debru, co-founder of Niege Niege Festival, Niege Niege Tapes and Hakuna Kulala Record. The records? Yeah, that's Haku- it. Hakuna Kulala. What does, what does, damn it. What does Hakuna Kulala mean? Hakuna Kulala means no sleep. Ah, I have a feeling that's a little bit the vibe at our studio. So, and that's why the logo is a mosquito. Aha, uh-huh. so okay. Well, well, I was going to say we're listening to uh, DJ Traveller, and this has entirely woken me up. That is really what I needed at, at <laughs> one o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, you'll hear him tonight also. Yeah. What, ta- what time? Uh, he's playing at eleven uh, thirty. Wow. On the boiler room stage. Oof, nice. That's that, going to be big. That is, that is my favorite stage at the festival so far. It really is an, a, a very wholesome experience. But Derek, it's amazing to have you here. Congratulations on your work, by the way. Thank you. We're totally fascinated with, with the, the sounds that come from this record label. It's Afrofuturistic. It's extreme. There's noise. There's techno. There's like death metal. I mean, Duma. A band like Duma. This is the most mm, amazing thing I've heard in years. How did you find a band like Duma? Like, how did that happen? Well, we get a lot of uh, submissions, but uh, we also keep our ear on the ground throughout the region of sort of outsider music. And uh, we had met with uh, Martin, Sam, and Leon Duncan uh, that were part of the metal scene of, uh, of Nairobi. Uh-huh. And then uh, we invited them for a residency. Uh, Martin and Sam stayed on. Uh, they stayed for about six months to uh, work on this uh, new project, Duma. Yeah. And uh, that's how it got started. Uh huh. Is it is it easy running a record label? Because you're you're from Belgium, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you you have uh, aunts, a family who who grew up in Af- in Africa. Yeah. And is it easy? Is it easy? Not easy, but what's it like running a, a record label in Uganda? Is there a, a healthy network for cultural projects like this? I mean, it's still a still a struggle. I mean, the kind of music we um, we put forth isn't uh, sort of radio music. So you know, you you definitely have to work hard. To, uh, to make your space, yeah. but uh, at least we uh, our community is growing and uh, the artists are all extremely talented and excited. So it's been a, a hard but a very exciting journey. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's not exactly commercial music, as you said. It's it's very extreme. It's it's very uh, exhilarating. Uh, where what's the business in a record label that specializes in music that isn't anti-commercial? That that you're not gonna like be able to license to a car ad or or maybe a movie soundtrack like that? Yeah. Well, hopefully that's going to change. Uh, we did do uh, recently a Burberry fashion show and, and Fendi. So I think over the years, our sound is also slowly, slowly, you know, creeping into uh, certain circles. And obviously we do more sort of um, left field festivals like CTM and sound. But now that we also had Primavera, I think it also shows that more people are taking interest in our music. Yeah. And so, yeah, we just keep going and a lot of new exciting releases coming up and, and, and more projects and, and sometimes also a bit more pop leaning 
Uh, we've got an artist from Kenya now that is doing pop music, Kaboshe, and then an artist uh, from Ghana that's doing more like experimental folk pop. So, you know, different things hopefully keep on surprising people. It, I'm, I'm really interested that the, the last, I would say, 10 years have seen uh, a big expansion in in what people are listening to. Like, it used, you know, we've had like K-pop, of course, um, J-pop um, and Afrobeats recently. Mm. Um, have you noticed a big change in people being like, you know, more open to like different ki kinds of music, you know, to, to and, and coming from not the places you might expect you know the typical place britain in america yeah, yeah. It's, it's what i mean i think you mentioned afrobeat uh, it's a great example afrobeat is a little bit the r&b of today you know and we see a lot of artists in the us or in europe also adopting that sound mm. and then when it comes to left field electronics i think the entire industry had a bit of a how to say a blind spot you know as to what other type of electronic music was out there and once that got put out people got excited got more curious and uh, we're just getting out of the whole like world music, you know, sort of contours. Yeah. And, uh, and as soon as that's, as soon as people become more curious, they find that there's a lot of things happening in the global south in terms of underground music and, and interesting things. Can, can I ask about world music? Because it's it's a term that is widely hated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and do you think that? Do you think, in a way, it's still useful, or is it just totally outdated? And don't talk about world music. Talk about you know Kenyan music or something. Yeah, like I mean, I think it's definitely outdated, right? Because who defines what the world is? <laughs> it's always sort of the same people, and uh, and I think this is what we're we're really trying to work on, you know, to declutter a little bit this cultural space and to allow different people to to bring forth their own narratives and to own that, you know, not to just have to fit in you know one thing or another uh, a narrative that you didn't decide on and uh, and just sort of trying to even out the space a little bit yeah i mean just to show how blind how blind i've been for years uh you 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 were mentioning there's like a a, a metal scene in nairobi right uh when 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 did there start to be a, a metal scene in nairobi is it a young scene or is it something that's been happening for like 30 years but yeah. we've just not had journalists cover it yeah, about 20 years, I think, uh, that kids have been like interested in metal. Obviously, it's a small scene, but they have their shows, there's a lot of bands. And, uh, and I think the project like Duma definitely is good to, to bring the spotlight onto other bands, you know, and, and we don't want Asnig and Yege to be the sort of for the, the tree that hides the forest, you know. And I think we're just there to, to bring certain things out as much as we can and then um, hopefully encourage people to keep being curious and, and, and checking out uh, different things. Yeah, yeah. It's very liberating. I mean, when I've seen some of the boiler rooms from some of the artists that are affiliated with Nyege Nyege, it, it just feels like, you know, I, I, I think I've, I've been to many clubs and, and parties and different scenes in my life, but it's like, wow, this is, this is very fresh. Tell me about the festival. What can people expect when they go to, they travel over to the Nyege Nyege festival? Well, the festival is, is really madness. You know, I can, I can say, you know, also for having traveled a lot with our bands and see other festivals, our festival doesn't close, so the party goes on 24-7. No way! There's seven stages. Um, also, there's not that much drug culture, so people really enjoy dancing, drinking, you know, having fun, especially, you know, Ugandans that, that come to the festival, so that also adds something a little bit different. Uh, the setup is beautiful. It's right on these gigantic waterfalls on the Nile River. Yeah. And there's still that sort of DIY 
feel to it, you know, slightly on the dangerous, you know, tip, but at the same time, you know, safe and, 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 and the, the fact that it's also very diverse, something that you don't find in many festivals. Mm. It's uh, diverse from a socioeconomic point of view, from a racial point of view, you know, point of view of many different, I mean, many different angles, a lot of different people get together and party together. And, and I think that is really part of the DNA of, of why our festival is, is fun. Well, yeah. that, that's something I wanted to ask. Like, what is the, the, the sort of lineup of locals versus, you know, um, people from outside who come to the festival? I think, you mean in terms of attendees or in terms yeah, of program? Yeah. Well, both, in yeah. fact, yeah. In terms of attendees, I think it's about 65, 60% Ugandan, then there's about 20% uh, Kenyan, and then 20% that come from, from the rest of the world. And in terms of lineup, obviously the main reason why the festival was set up is to showcase exciting music from the region, but also to invite uh, interesting African acts. Uh, this year we have a focus on the Caribbean also, with also on the diaspora, which is you know, reinventing their own you know, sounds and really much in, in tune with what's happening on the continent. And then obviously the, the friends you know, that, that come through and, and a couple of surprises. Speaking yeah. of friends who've come through, you've made a good partnership, a good friendship, kinship with uh, Barcelona's based uh, Yoku Collective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, uh, what, did, what was it about them that you liked or how did that come to happen? I mean, uh, Maget and, um, yeah. and Babasi came to the festival yeah. in, uh, in 2019 and they really have a great spirit. We love these guys and every time we come here, always very much welcomed. And I guess what I really love about that crew is that they're both very nice people, but they're also all extremely talented. So they throw good parties, but at the same time, music is very important to them. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you'll find a great party, great vibe, but the music isn't just that, you know, you know, edgy. And, uh, and these guys really put music forth and the way they also collaborate with each other. They have a residency now, they have a space. So it's definitely a crew that we, we continue to work with. Mm -hmm. and hopefully invite to the festival this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're going to be, I think, today, tonight is when they have yeah. uh, the boiler room to themselves. They're going to be programming most of the lineup of the, the boiler room stage, mm. uh, which is amazing, which last night, by the way, had a little bit of a... Oh, uh, yeah, someone fell through the someone stage, fell didn't through, they? Someone fell through. There was a hole, and obviously uh, everyone was panicking in the organization. It's like, the, the, the stage fell? Uh, are people hurt? It's like just one person fell through, wasn't, didn't get hurt, fortunately, touch wood. And uh, I imagine it's 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 been fixed by now. Yeah, they should fix it because DJ Travella takes no prisoners. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, and reinforce that uh, team. But look, uh, Primavera Sound has also has a record, its own record label and management team and stuff. But there's like 90 people working there. Uh, is Niegen, How big is the Niegen Niegen, mm, Your Well, your companies, how big, how many people do you have on your staff yeah. to make all of these things happen? Well, I'm a bit ashamed to say uh, that the team is very, very small. And, uh, Don't we're be still, ashamed, man. <laughs> we're still sort of struggling with, uh, you know, making enough income to hire staff. But we just recently hired someone for the agency, uh, a young woman from Kenya who's uh, come in because we have a lot of shows. And then for the festival, as soon as we start selling tickets, the team sort of grows. Uh, it goes from basically two to um, 200 within the space of a couple months. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we have a lot of partners, local partners, production partners, camping partners. So that's also a little bit how we get by. But this year is definitely going to be a bit of a do or die uh, edition. And it's been three years since we haven't had the festival changing site and everything. Also with the government, you know, sometimes a bit, you know, complicated. So hopefully. Oh yeah, tell us about that. What's, is, is it, 
what's is it uh is it a good government in the sense of or is there a lot of under the table you have to have like um yeah i mean not uh, I everything know. i can say about uh, publicly <laughs> okay yeah yeah <laughs> on record you're trying to destroy this uh, no exactly okay don't no. i don't want to get you in hot water <laughs> no but in i guess there's a small part of uh, the government that's very conservative and uh, they've sometimes looked at our festival without going there just on the sort of hearsay And so we've been accused about being like satanist and you know sort of driving people into homosexuality and these kind of things but at the same time um it's uh, it's received the prize for tourism event of the year and it creates a lot of jobs it brings a lot of income to the surrounding community you know we, we we give out all the vending spots for free and we give people opportunity to work at the festival and and for the artists they also gain from showcasing there and and uplifting their careers so i guess when the, every time there are issues there's a lot of people that take an interest in the festival and that stand for it yeah. so i wouldn't say you know that it's that bad and there's a lot of obviously challenges that are different from here but also a lot of things are more easy so yeah so you've got loads and loads of things going on primavera sound mm-hmm. like can you run us briefly through what is happening yeah so uh, we've had uh, three shows so far i uh, know sorry two shows Uh, one on the second was DJ Travella, who's also going to play tonight. Then uh, he's 19 years old. He's our newest wow. member. First, it was his first show ever outside of uh, Tanzania. Really? So that was really exciting, and people went crazy for it. So that's nice. And then Auntie Razor was also our first show. She's a young MC from Nigeria. Uh, she's going to perform at our showcase also on Wednesday. So when Primavera invited us to do a showcase, we really wanted to sort of beef up that lineup. So there's a lot of us. Uh, Duma is going to be there. MC Yala. Team Alpha from Northern Uganda playing Atroli Electronics, then uh, DJ Turkana, DJ Diaki, who plays this sort of Malian village wedding music that's also really exciting. So that's on Wednesday at Laut. It's only 200 people capacity. So I would say for people, you know, get your tickets early because that one's really going to be hot. Yeah. And then um, I believe Duma is playing on the um, 9th and uh, MC, and that's going to be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, did you say Malian uh, wedding, village, village wedding, wedding music? Yeah, so What's that's that? electronic music from uh, from Mali that uh, plays on the outskirts uh, villages in Bamako, and it's basically a reinterpretation of traditional music uh, played on drum machines live. It's uh, a little bit in line with Travella and and this sort of like electronic music that you find that is not really defined as electronic music or house and techno, but yeah. when you hear it, it's uh, it sounds like gabber or it sounds like footwork and and. And that really, you know, helps people to to connect the dots with um, with electronic music on the continent. Do you know what? Anytime I'm I'm feeling slightly down, I just love the fact that like someday you're going to find out that in Mali Malian village weddings they play some music that sounds like gabber. It's like okay, no, the world the world's all right. It's a fantastic thing. And, and you're also going to be offering a conference at Primavera Pro, the festival within the festival, which is a platform for forward-thinking um, t- game changers within the cultural music uh, mm-hmm. landscape. Uh, what's what's what are you going to focus on in your conference this year? Mm, I'm not sure. I know uh, Gas is going to be there from Subcult, the the Chinese label, and uh, two other labels that uh, I forget just now. And I guess we're just going to talk about you know our work and and why uh, we feel that labels could, are still relevant today, uh, which isn't the case for e- for every label I think. But um, in our case, I think we want to talk about the bro- the broader scope of of how this is really entrenched within a community and and this is a, a tool for us to do the things we want to do and not uh, a, s- a simple business model of oh you know you have to be on a label because a lot of our artists after the label 
also go on to other labels, some are self-releasing, you know, it's, it's really a platform to, to try and, and support our scene. Yeah. Where, where, where did you learn your, like, your, what you do? Like, what, did you come from working at labels when you were even younger, like, in no, Belgium? No, we just had to learn on the spot. <laughs> DIY, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all I, the way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I used to organize parties, I uh, was always involved with music, but uh, here we all learn together. And uh, I think, you know, when you come from the continent, unfortunately, there's no, like, rights collection associations. You know, it's, it's hard to get the, the word out. It's hard to, like, understand, you know, how to navigate the industry, how to get yourself some press and how to get your first shows, etc. So these are all things that we had to learn, you know, contracts and label management and touring. But uh, we, it's been a journey and we keep on learning. And, and every time we, we have a chance to interact with more experienced people, you know, also try and grab a leaf from their book. And, and little by little also trying to figure out a way that works for us and uh, because the industry is still you know very tough especially for underground music so you know trying to find a model that that fits for us and for our artists and and that's positive and fair uh-huh. no, no. well congratulations on, on on your brilliant work Derek I mean it, it, it really is it, it's exhausting sometimes because there's so many styles. It's not like, oh, it's just this one kind of sound and, you know, just, okay, I'm in the mood for that. It's like, no, I, I need to spend a year mm. uh, immersed in in both Niege Tapes and Hakunakulala. Hakuna uh, no, Johan, what we need to do is go to the festival. We need yeah, to go yeah, to the yeah, festival. Exactly. I mean, we we need to talk to Maget. I mean, she had a show on on RPS on this on this uh, channel called uh, Black Noise, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Black yeah. Black Noise. So maybe we could sort of reactivate that show and get us to go as as yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. September fifteenth. Yeah yeah yeah. Most welcome. Shout out to Joku Collective. Uh, yeah, thank up. you so much for, for being with us, Derek. Thanks guys. I appreciate. Better Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra.